There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's Joe Muck My Accent. A no-nonsense podcast about what it's like to live overseas, the good, the bad, and the crazy. I'll read out your Instagram bio. Oh, what is it? (laughs) It literally says, New Zealand English hybrid, stand-up comedian, actor, he, him, followed my journey to living my dream. Perfect. Honestly, that sounds so bad. Guys, very exciting. Today, we finally have a Kiwi on the show, the hilarious Thomas Clark. Thomas is an amazing stand-up comedian, and he talks to us about the differences between living in New Zealand and the UK, the comedy scene, and the interesting comparisons between the LGBTQ plus community in London and his hometown, Auckland. Hi, Thomas. How are you today? Oh, it's too early. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very apologetic about this. It's fine. It actually, it isn't actually that early. I'm just a really bad morning person, but it's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm here. I'm, I'm so happy to be doing this podcast. This is my first podcast ever. We're so excited to have you. When you messaged us, when obviously, because we posted in, it would have been Kiwis in London, I believe. Yeah. 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 And then you messaged us and I was like, Lauren, we have to talk to Thomas, like trying to find out a slot where we can like have you on. So we're super excited oh, to talk to you. That's, a, that's amazing. No, I, I saw that and I was like, this is the podcast I need to be on because it's, <laughs> it is an account, uh, like accumulation of who I am. Like I'm a Kiwi, but I'm like in London doing comedy. So I need yeah. people to know. <laughs> I know. Well, we always say that like when you live overseas, all of a sudden you're original nationality becomes your personality to everybody else like I am not just Anna like I am that Aussie girl I am Aussie mm-hmm. and that's it no mm-hmm. one else gives a shit about who I am it, <laughs> it's your yeah. identity yeah it really yeah. does it really does like uh, to most people I'm just that Kiwi kid you know yeah so. exactly well we we're gonna ask you because obviously there's like freedom now everything's opening up and I saw you did your first live show back how was it mm-hmm. how'd it go um, well uh that was kind of an Instagram special I've actually been since we definitely could go out and perform in pubs I've done about four or five I think like in the last four weeks so like it's it's 
amazing and I'm so happy and you don't know how bad gigs on Zoom were. Like, honestly, it's so bad. I'm, I am so thankful to anyone who organized a Zoom gig that I was a part of, but there was no audience feedback. It was, if you've ever been in drama class and they ask you to do a monologue and it just doesn't go well, that is it doesn't, it doesn't that, land that is um no it, it's not even that like they're just trying to be respectful and just not do any like audience thing. I'm like no I'm uh so anyway so I was very lucky there was a few times where I made friends turn on their audio so I could <laughs> laugh um but other than that no um zoom gigs were great but I'm so happy to be back and um yeah, more to come, I think. There's definitely uh, a few coming up in the next few months, but I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Yeah. We would love to plug you, definitely. Yeah. I will go yeah. as well. I want to come yeah. see you. I want to come We love see a comedy show. That. Yeah, well, uh, next one's Hammersmith on Thursday. So, uh, oh, you know, um, I don't know when this goes out, but it, it will be. Thursday, <laughs> on Thursday. Thursday. On Thursday. Everyone, pack your fucking bags. Yeah. your plans for this evening and go to Thomas's gig in Hammersmith. Yeah. It'll be amazing. I'm sure, I'm sure everyone would appreciate that I brought the whole crowd. They're all of like Aussies yeah. and Kiwis in London. Like, yeah. I'm going to be but rowdy. Like, who, who is this guy? And I'll be like, <laughs> that's right. I'm here. <laughs> I've got a gang now. Yeah. Amazing. So well, I guess we'll kick us off with the questions. The first one we always ask our guests is telling us about your journey, really, because obviously moving overseas is quite a big deal and obviously takes a lot of time sometimes for people to make that big decision. So run us through your journey start to finish. Um, so, yeah, I'm, uh, we were discussing this before with my Instagram bio, not necessarily on the podcast before we started. Um, <laughs> I am half English, half Kiwi. So in theory, that makes me better. Um yeah. and uh, two Aussies here, Thomas. Two Aussies. Yeah, I mean Aussies are great, but being half English, half Kiwi is just oh cool. <laughs> um anyway, so no, I was I was actually born here and um I uh uh I'd say I moved, but I think I was more kidnapped to uh <laughs> New Zealand. My mom's actually Kiwi and um but we we went back to New Zealand when I was about six years old. And I think um to me uh the you know there was always that lingering feeling of like oh I need to go back because I wanted to have my like, own proper memories of like living in the UK um but when I when I got closer and closer to the fact that I was going it was more apparent that uh I was moving for the boys because um so yeah. <laughs> If, Same if though. You're not, if you're <laughs> yeah, if you're not familiar with the New Zealand population, um, there's only about four gays. Um, so uh, and a lot of sheep. I, yeah, yeah, a lot of sheep. Four gays. Four I completed Tinder in five swipes. It was, <laughs> um, you know, gay dating in New Zealand is kind of like, um, uh, like it's not really like meeting new people. It's kind of just like reunions. <laughs> Um, and, and realizing why you didn't like someone in the first place. Like, I'm not kidding. Like pride parade isn't really a parade. It's more like a single file line, just going down Queen street. It's, it's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so I, I, I mean, I always knew I was coming back, but it, it was very apparent that it was for the, for the boys, for the, really. boys. For the gay community. Yeah. That for is the community in, in yeah, yeah, general. Yeah. 
yeah, there's a lot more people here and I'm so thankful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that. So, yeah, so you moved over here for the gay community in the end, which we yeah. absolutely we love. Um, we love. And so what, what was your process kind of, when did you make that decision sort of to move over to the UK? You felt like it sort of was calling you, you wanted to make your own memories. What made you yeah decide that and how long did it take you to move over because I know we have a lot of people who listen to the podcast who haven't done it yet and Mm -hmm. a lot of the time they listen for the advice and all that kind of stuff so anything to do with that is perfect well as I said I had that like lingering feeling in the back of my head that I always wanted to do it um and I would highly recommend anyone who asked me if they should do it or not um I think in high school I I was very lucky to make friends with other people who had connections to England and they uh, were super encouraging. We always talked at lunchtimes about like how we'd move over and do our own thing. And uh, so that kind of started there. Um, I decided to complete my education in New Zealand. So I went to university um, in Auckland and I... uh, decided out of uni that I wanted to get a little bit of experience in the industry that I work in um, before I move over, which I think Mm -hmm. made a massive difference. Um, I work, uh, so when I'm not being a comedian, I work um, in the broadcast industry. And so um, uh, currently working for quite a big uh, UK channel, but that was something I got because uh I got some experience in New Zealand first um you know I worked for some relatively decent brands in New Zealand for a year or a year and a half um before moving over here and uh, it really made the difference I think can I ask as well because I work in PR and when you say broadcast mm-hmm. I'm like well hello broadcast for yeah. a major channel what's going on are you yeah. like a producer or do you work as like a no, so I um I am a scheduler. So I essentially uh uh if if you if you can think of like linear TV, like when you watch it like live, mm. if you think of that as a playlist, I'm essentially the one that curates the playlist. I get told what to put in the playlist, but <laughs> I I essentially like have to sweep everything up and put it all together. That's cool. What an interesting yeah. job. I've never heard anybody do that, but I suppose it makes complete sense. And also, can I ask you where in New Zealand you're from? Uh, uh, yeah, so I am from Auckland. Uh, I grew up there. I love, genuinely, Auckland is so good. It's it's one of those cities where a beach is in 20 minutes of any direction that you walk. Love. It's yes. so nice. I love so that. Pretty. So I ask pretty. that because my mum's from New Zealand as well, but she's from Timaru. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. is that so, down, so that's South Island. So yeah, yeah, South yeah. Island, um, yes. I have... I have siblings. They went and studied and are now currently living in Christchurch. So I, ah, I, I love Christchurch. Christchurch. The saddest yeah. part was when everything literally shut at like five o'clock. And then it was yes. like the city was like dead. And then you're yeah. like, this is really sad. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, that's, that's, it's, it's not just, it's not just a Christchurch thing though. Apparently everywhere needs to shut at like, really ungodly hours in New Zealand so you kind of have to plan and luckily luckily Auckland's a bit bigger but yeah they just love to relax it's it's just island time right island time so chill no one's wearing shoes it's great I feel like a lot for a lot I know yeah actually you know what they do that in Australia too and Mm -hmm. I always say to my boyfriend Charlie I'm like 
is it embarrassing that I miss just popping down the shop with like no shoes on? It's like, it's like so gross, but yes. no, it is so gross. At least put your thongs on, Anna. Come on. No, but there's something yeah. liberating about it. I can't describe it. It's just, mm. I wouldn't go to like a Westfield with no shoes on, but it's like, you know, your local convenience store. I will admit that is something I really miss. I do really miss that. I miss being able to get in my car and like drive mm. to the shops, like drive to like Coles or Woolies and like chuck my thongs on, like look absolute shit and then just like walk in, grab my shit and go back into my car. And drive always on. with the sunglasses on though. Like, always with the sunglasses on. Always. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, to be fair, I would so be in the club true. at midnight with sunglasses on. Like you can't see me, yeah. bitch. No. Um, <laughs> so obviously you're a comedian, which we mm. love, we love. Mm-hmm. How have you found the comedy scene differences between the UK and New Zealand? I think humour wise, I think it's quite universal. I think we're all we're very similar in that sense. Um, the one thing I do have that is uh, presents itself in a lot of difference is the actual venues. I find here in um, comedy, especially the level that I'm at, I, I wish I was uh, getting paid a bit more, but uh, <laughs> um, it's all in pubs in like the top rooms of like um candid head you, you know it's like the king's head in yeah. the attic essentially like mm. it and it's great that it's a really nice vibe but um you know when i my first ever gig in new zealand was at an actual comedy club oh, so wow. it was, awesome. it's kind of like i mean maybe it's just a sense of like that's the difference population that could be it too but you know it, it it's the fact that I live in London here and it's just like going I go to North London on some days I go to Southwest London I go East London you know just to random pubs yeah. um and it's it's great but it's also like um there was a gig the other day that I went to and um they just had me in the middle of the hallway in this pub and oh. like with a with a speaker and a microphone and I was just like there was literally no audience I was just like the bingo caller just like uh telling my jokes it was it was really weird um but it, it that describes the English comedy scene so much like it's just genuinely like the weirdest locations but they make it work yeah I feel like it's a more I would assume I should say that it's more of a saturated business over here with comedy because obviously I think like comedy over here is quite a big thing um yeah. stand-up comedy at least for what I know um yeah. where in London are you living at the moment uh I'm in Wimbledon so uh Woo! tennis is on Southwest. So, yeah. hello yeah. are you posh oh my god um no I just happened to have family that lived in this area and so it was good to like that's where I landed and that's where I've stayed so you ended um, up there yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I like Wimbledon. I used to live in Tooting, so it's quite close. Ooh, not, not, I, yeah, I do like Tooting. Tooting's good. I've been to the castle a couple of times. In oh my the God, last, the castle. Yeah, in the last few weeks. Uh, the castle the is iconic. <laughs> it's so good. Their beer garden is like one of my favorites in London. Hands so down. good. I love the like cabins. The, like, I know. Yeah, oh, they're too. cute ones. I used to live so south, nice. so I wasn't too much, too much further away. No. no. We, <laughs> I, love, I love this area in general. I think like, I definitely think this is where Kiwis and Aussies end up anyway. Like I genuinely, I, I think people send, tend to like land here. And then if they do venture anywhere, it's like afterwards. Exactly. You know? It's so true. And then like graduating Southwest. Out. 
graduates yeah. from Southwest. Exactly. And for anyone yeah. who's sort of looking to get into comedy in the UK when they move over, um, what's your advice on that? I, I was very lucky when I first got here, I worked in an office with a uh, fellow comedian. Her name is Zara. Um, shout out. She listens to this. Um, oh, so, hey, Zara. Um, hey, yeah. Zara. <laughs> um, she's actually got her own podcast with her boyfriend. Um, so uh, she'll Love appreciate that. me mentioning her. Um, <laughs> but um, she uh, she told me, because I was like, oh, like I started in New Zealand. I don't know where to start here. And um, there is actually Facebook groups. If you, if you look at um, uh, the one I'm on at the moment is like, Facebook comedy forum but it's essentially like for comedians in the UK trying to like get gigs and get connections so it's um it's where I started and luckily I am I I am making friends with a lot of people and they're helping me get more gigs and Mm -hmm. um more connections and yeah that's just where I started and Mm -hmm. um and I think that's a a, the best place to start because that's the thing yeah. yeah so all that networking and being able to put yourself out there and talk like in our I think two episodes ago we talked about making friends overseas and I think mm-hmm. it's quite similar especially because a lot of people make friends on Facebook groups and yeah, yeah just putting yourself out there and having the confidence because like I just said before it's all about who you know a lot of the time isn't it so for sure it definitely is being proactive yeah. yeah what do you love like what do you think is the thing that you love most about being an expat I know um, you're really cent- proud of your New Zealand English heritage. <laughs> yeah, no, I um, I really do love, so there's a couple things. I really love the sense of community it gives us. I think the people that have made the effort to move over here are some of the best people I've ever met. I yes. think they... Um, yes, we are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, uh, but um, no, I genuinely mean that. I, I think it, it's a sense of like, you, you kind of connect on that, that experience that you've moved over here. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're from Aussie, whether you're from South Africa, it, it could be from anywhere, but you've got that connection of, oh, we weren't here, but now we are. Um, and I really do appreciate, um, this is more, more on the Kiwi side, but I really do appreciate how lovely English or just people over here are to the Kiwis and and even Aussies but I mean like for me being a Kiwi they just go um they bring up the whole Lord of the Rings thing and all that oh of course yeah yeah, I'm like yes I am a hobbit um no (laughs) I'm actually yes I did watch I'm I'm not I'm not a hobbit my feet aren't that hairy um (laughs) uh, no uh I really do love it they they seem to think uh wonderful things of New Zealand and I mean if if you're keeping in like on on top of like the current affairs uh Jacinda Ardern is absolutely killing it and she's a queen yeah she's yeah she's doing wonderful things for politics and setting the standard quite high and um I really do appreciate that and I think um I think people here love not being English politics I think that's the main thing but um yeah yeah I really do love those two things like the sense of community it brings but also the just the love for New New Zealanders and Aussies that the English seem to have it's it's so lovely yeah for sure sometimes I feel like when I tell someone I'm an Aussie they're like 
who's your prime minister Jacinda and I was like no well we I was wish. like, <laughs> like in my heart I was like in my heart yeah. she is my prime minister we basically <laughs> want a duplicate that. of Jacinda to just fly over to Australia like kick yeah. out Scott Morrison and just take mm. over the country and then sort take out shit the out and then just pop around like every country around the world and then sort everyone shit out because my god <laughs> yeah, yeah no, if, they, if they made just duplicates of her the world would get sorted so quickly oh my god yes seriously it would <laughs> I, know, I know that people probably at home being like no they wouldn't but i would just be like well it will she would. <laughs> yeah. She would. Yeah. well look at the record look at it oh, i've yeah. got receipts bitch yeah. i've got receipts i've got okay. receipts we're dishing them out and it's gonna happen <laughs> She's yeah. it but it is so, so true what you like say about um, I guess the English reaction to like New Zealand and like I find it as well with Australia that like like it's like those typical questions I ask you they're like why the fuck would you leave Australia like it's such a great place or like why would you leave New Zealand and you're like oh my god it's that so was a isolated direct quote from my, that, that honestly was a direct quote from my grandmother she was like why? told that to me she said that yeah. to me and uh yeah it was the boys like um, every but- time I mention it but like every single time I meet someone new it's like that's the first question they ask me and they're like but why and I'm like yeah. have you seen where it is located in on the map like it's fucking in the middle of nowhere yeah <laughs> literally literally yeah it's but so no, true it's so thought- quiet <laughs> yeah yeah 100 percent and um what's one piece of advice that you wish someone had told you before moving Oh, I was having, I was thinking about this last night. Um, I think, oh, I, I, I think I was very lucky. I had connections over here that kind of could give me, like, you know, they got me started. Um, but one, actually, one of the things I would suggest to someone, especially in the climate that we live in, is go traveling as soon as possible. I regretted the fact that I, I was here six months and I hadn't gone to Europe. Mm. um and then obviously the world shut down and now I'm regretting it a lot because uh you know I I was like oh I need to get settled I need to find a job I need to do all this and honestly I should have just gone on weekend excursions to Spain or like other places because um because it was taken away from us which is I know I 100% agree with you like 100% like I've been here three years now I just hit Mm -hmm. my three-year anniversary last month, a few weeks ago. Um, And like, I thought the same thing, even though I had been here for like two years before the pandemic or like maybe a year and a half before the pandemic happened, I always thought to myself, oh, I've got time for that because I'm on a five-year visa. I was like, I've got time for that. It's fine. And I did, I still did quite a bit of travel. Like I went to Greece, I've been to France, I've been to Belgium, like I've still been places, but I was I was in this world of like, no, I've got time. I'm going to take advantage of London and just do London really well before I like do Europe because I have time mm-hmm. for that. And then I was like, oh, 2020 is going to be like, I'm just going to go on weekenders and like do all yeah. that. And the pandemic happened. So like, yeah. I 100% agree with you. I think like if you're over here and if you come over here, like just take advantage of travel. And I still, yeah. even before when I moved here, like I did like a good month and a bit going around Spain and Portugal, which was great before mm-hmm. I settled in London. But it's true. You've just got to, you've got to go hard because you don't know what could happen. Yeah. And I, even being here two years before the pandemic, it's like, I still wish I had done more than I did mm-hmm. 
So yeah, no, I, um, when I first got here, I think the fact that going from the New Zealand dollar to the British pound really frightened me because yeah. obviously, obviously, especially that first six months, I kept on being like, oh, a pound is three, like almost three New Zealand dollars. Like, how am I going to afford life? Um, and, you know, that's slowly but surely gone away, but it genuinely, I think that set me back and it made me want to settle and find mm-hmm. a job. I 100% and, agree. And it, that's what set, like, that's the reason I didn't travel, but I really wish I had just gone, no, that will, that will happen. Just get, go to, go to France for a weekend, go to Disneyland Paris. Yeah. Uh, and yes. And, I 100% agree. I wish I'd done that when I like was looking for work for a period of time when I was just in between yeah. temp work. But I think I had the same mentality of you. It's like, I want to get a job. I want to settle because like, it's the same, like our Australian dollars to pounds is like the same. It's like a 50, 50 split. It's so shit. Mm-hmm. So when you've mm-hmm. like transferred a book of your savings over and it really comes to like, half the amount in pounds yeah. is the most like heartbreaking thing in the world yeah so I yeah, yeah. but I do I do agree like it's I kind of wish I had also like when I had that time off and when I wasn't working I kind of wish I was like I'm just gonna go to France this weekend but I think I was yeah. so mentally focused on settling that yeah, I did it yeah. so I think a lot of us feel that way I feel like in my head I was thinking 2020 is going to be the best year of my life mm-hmm. I don't know if you felt the same Thomas because I knew like with the, my visa that I was on I was on a two-year visa and so that year was the only full year that I had. Mm-hmm. I was like, 2020 is going to be the best year of my life. And yes. here we are. But I feel like we can't regret it at the same time because how are we supposed to know that this was going to happen? If you had asked me two years ago that this was going to happen, I would have actually laughed in your face. Yeah. You know? So it's like, what can you do? And have this podcast much- would have never happened of just putting it out there. Yeah. We wouldn't be here right now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Have you done um, much I- like UK travel though? Um, so the first thing I did when I got here was it was August 2019 and the Edinburgh Fringe Festival was on. I want to go to that so badly. Highly recommend. Mm. I think it's, I think it's kicking off this year again. I'm not too sure it uh, at least reduced capacity. So yeah, the Fringe is, I think it's still going ahead, whether it's reduced capacity or not is Mm. yet to be seen. But, um, so I went and I did that and I really haven't gotten to go anywhere else unfortunately um but edinburgh fringe was an amazing i only went for three or four days but it mm. was it was really good it was really good i'm glad i went um i no other than that i've been london or just outside of london like it's not uh i've, I've just been trying to stay safe to be honest yeah yeah, yeah. that's the and, same with us we've been trying yeah. to be good eggs i just want to yeah. to be honest more than anything i just want this to be over so it was like I'm happy to stay inside and just take my opportunities while we can when we're allowed to and exactly it's just it's just stay safe um and and live and and you will eventually get to live life to the Mm. fullest it's just like hold off until we can know that you know I think as well for you I can imagine like given you are starting to go into like pubs and doing these comedy gigs as well like I can imagine that's even more like probably a thing for you because you're just like you Mm want to go back into the industry so bad that you just want to try to keep as safe as you can while doing that yeah exactly because it's like your job yeah (laughs) exactly Exactly. like it's just it really important to stay safe and and if you're not 100 percent comfortable with it don't don't go out yet exactly just everyone chill everyone chill 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 I noticed before you said Edinburgh fringe which I love also we always make make friends and be like 
fish and chips because yeah. all my cousins are Kiwi and they all make fun of me too. So what do you think is your biggest pet peeve though when people mock your accent? Because I think the Kiwi accent is a really good one. So yeah. <laughs> we it, mock it. I mean, it is. I mean, I'm very, I love the New Zealand accent. Because, well, I'm actually just very hyper aware of it. I think I became quite hyper aware of it uh, really young, especially because... I have cousins over here, so we were coming back to visit them. And there's this one story that comes to mind, and I genuinely, I was chasing around, I'm chasing my cousin around, and I was like, Ben, 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 yes. Ben, Ben. And he straight up turns around to me and goes, I am not a Ben. <laughs> and, like, we're four or five at the time, and uh... I just, and I was just like, oh. I'm so sorry like and so I do I am quite aware of it um going into situations I'm just very fortunate um that my accent isn't more South New Zealand do you know what I mean yeah oh I know Um, what you mean it's actually a very mellow accent I will say that like it's not a harsh New Zealand accent no so I'm very proud of the fact that I've got a hybrid people people do actually go oh, are you american are you all that i'm like well no but we probably do see a lot of american tv yeah <laughs> so. we get i've had that too people are thinking i'm american it's, i don't it really understand like, yeah. it with the accent but it's true with the american tv for Very sure no, they're like they're like especially i went into camp america when i was slightly younger and i was a counselor there and they were like oh my, oh my god oh my god i love the kiwis yeah. i love them so good i work um, with people in la and like every time it's like oh my god lauren yeah like that sounds so good and i'm like yeah. oh my god. <laughs> it's so good also I don't know if you guys get this but whenever I'm walking around like I'm in a supermarket or just walking down mm-hmm. the street and I hear an Aussie accent I'm like I'm the account I'm like I do the like, same thing out, I'm like, I, like where are they? I like yeah I'm like <laughs> where are you <laughs> it's for me it's the bus if I hear people with that accent on the bus I'm like well I mean I prick up but then I'm like what are they saying <laughs> yeah I'm like yeah. where do you live do you want to be friends you're gonna yeah. brunch like yeah <laughs> let's let's be a community together I don't know if it's just me and my like main character persona but mm-hmm. I swear to god like public and I speak out loud whether there's like someone's called me and I'm like speaking on the phone I always think to myself I was like I bet they're all thinking like oh she's Australian or like I just have that weird moment <laughs> yeah. where I'm like they're definitely noticing this they're probably so curious as to why I'm here and they're so invested in my life yeah <laughs> just because they heard me speak for like two seconds <laughs> just just <laughs> randoms being like oh <laughs> so exotic hello Lauren <laughs> ooh <laughs> And then we're like, good eye, mate. Ah, like yeah. this disgusting accent. Oh Even though goodness. I'm probably just like, oh yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we probably sound more British than we do Australian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the oh god. Yeah. And um, and then talking of that, what do you think are your most noticeable cultural differences between the UK and New Zealand? Oh, we touched on it before, but I genuinely think it's the like the I feel I feel so overdressed here just by wearing shoes, like just genuinely. Like I remember, um, <laughs> yes. I remember when I was younger. Like there was I didn't wear shoes, and so when when 
um, you know, obviously you do when you're at school and stuff, but like any time else, you would just like. I'm with wear, you. Either bare feet or um, jandals. Yeah. Um, oh, jandals. Yeah. And um, yeah. Wait, so, pause. Uh, Let's just explain what jandals are for anyone who doesn't know what jandals are. Thomas, please explain. Sorry to interrupt you, but I know people are going to be confused about what jandals are. So I think Aussies and uh, English people call them flip flops. Um, no, um, Aussies call them thongs. Um, no. Oh, they call them thongs. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i am so sorry i'll, I'll leave now uh, i'll do i'll do a jackie weaver and just like exit the call yeah. <laughs> kick you off <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no um so jandals uh uh flip-flops Pops. slash thongs and um yeah they, they're just like honestly it, it's like a religion Everyone mm-hmm. has to wear them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, no, there's no there's check. If you don't have Havianas, get the fuck out. Yeah, get get, get in the bed. Um, <laughs> or go to Kmart, get the two two dollar ones, you know. Kmart. Oh, I miss Kmart so much. <sighs> How good is Kmart? Kmart is iconic. It's so yeah. great. Every um, time on I, TikTok I see some like Aussie person like in Kmart, I'm like, God, I'm so jealous. <laughs> and and honestly, the Kiwis, uh, the Kiwis go into the warehouse on on the Friday night. Oh my god, the warehouse. Um, um or you know, my friends call it the Wado Fade because that's like the like Maori word. For it. Yeah, what oh is it? God. What's the warehouse? Uh, well, it's uh, so it's essentially if um. Kmart was kind of if the Kmart quality was reduced and then put in a giant hanger, uh, like a plane <laughs> hanger. Um, that's so it's like everything: clothes, toys, all all this thing, all all the bikes, plants. Um, I love it. DVDs, TVs, oh um, all in in the one place. And um, oh my every, god, everyone's wearing the signature color, which is red. Um, it's great, um, and the building's red. Uh, we we love monochrome themed stores. Oh themed stores. It's like a basic. So it's like a basic bitch version of Kmart, but cheap. You know what? It's, I assume I would. I wouldn't say the quality of like the products are cheap. It's just genuinely like the floor is like has. You know, in Kmart, you've got at least like linoleum on the floor yeah 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 the floor in the warehouse is kind of just like cement it's basically like the (laughs) kmart loading dock essentially and just like stuff everywhere (laughs) yeah i mean people people are friendly everyone's nice it's just genuinely like there's the warehouse and then there's kmart i love how that's the excitement of new zealand a friday night kmart warehouse adventure (laughs) honestly (laughs) that's uh, uh, there was um uh, a 24 hour Kmart around the corner from where I lived. And that would honestly, if we were sober on a Friday night, that's what we get. We're getting in our trackies and we're going to. Uh, I have no shoes and no Kmart. shoes. No shoes. No shoes. And this is going all because. Kmart. It's all because everything yeah. closes at 5 pm. So we got to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, or if you're lucky, you've been to a movie that finishes at 10. And wow. then, it, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> So, that is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh, that, that was that, honestly, my friends are just like, 
Yeah, it's sad, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I remember yeah. one Friday night, me and my friend were cat sitting for our other friend and mm-hmm. we were so bored and we went over to Kmart. We bought this cat, all these cat outfits. Like we had a bee, we had like a pirate. This poor girl was in the Maldives and we were literally just sitting there dressing up her cat and taking videos of it because we were that bored. I thought how sad that like we're not even out on a Friday night. We're literally just buying these cat outfits. But you know what? Kmart pulls through. It pulls through. The cool thing is, the whole evening was less than $20. That's the thing. It saved money. Yeah. Loved it, it. Hours of entertainment. Yeah, you could bomb who? Oh we could give it on and yeah. put it on a cat. Perfect. No. I will say, like, honestly, like, that is, like, I miss those stores over here because yeah. I don't think there really is a store like that. Like, there's a lot of independent stores, but you don't have mm-hmm. just, like, a go-to, like, Target or Kmart that just has all the shit you need. At a really yeah. cheap price. Yeah, it's it's it it definitely is the case. I don't think there's any. Uh, no, there's. I don't think there is any store. No, that that, the only ones yeah. I can think about is like you've got maybe like a Wilco, but then at the same time they don't sell clothes. So, you know. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Primark still mm-hmm. once again not that much variety. In terms yeah, of it's Primark's only clothes and bedding, really. Yeah, yeah, basically. It's like a bit of homewares and then big ones have yeah. like a good homeware section and then it's yeah. clothes. That's true. That's true. Mm. Do you have like a, a preferential supermarket? Um, so I, this is a sore subject because... I know, I, this is why I ask you. But it's a sore because, subject for everyone. <laughs> so I really, I do not mind Tesco or uh, Sainsbury's. But I just, um, my flatmate's boyfriend gets, is working for Waitrose and he gets a bit of a discount. So that's kind of where we're going at the moment. So I'm very, like, very much spoiled for choice. Boosh city. Yeah. And so that, that's amazing. But I, I genuinely do like Sainsbury's or Tesco, like mm. Tesco's and Sainsbury's. I wish there was a Tesco's close to where I am, but Sainsbury's kind of my go-to. If go-to. I'm, if I'm yeah. Going, if, if I don't get the discount, I'm going to Sainsbury's, you know? Yeah, oh, 100%. I mean. yeah. Although I, I mean, I've said this on our podcast before, but the Tesco meal deal slaps. It is the best one. <laughs> like I can't, don't, don't argue with me otherwise. It is the best. What Just are you going to say? meal deal in general. Like yeah, the meal no. deal in, in general, general, like three pounds, and you get sandwich, crisps, and a drink. Drink. Oh my god! Why and don't the they have that, that at home? And the fact that, that you can get a drink don't. that's like two pounds seventy, and get yeah. literally like a two pound reduction on your drink, like <laughs> in the meal deal. Yes. <laughs> We used to try and get the most expensive, like we used to during work, try, yeah, try to get the most expensive meal deal that you could possibly get for three pounds. Oh I can't remember what it was. You'd always get like the Starbucks iced coffee with like the sushi and something mm-hmm. else. And it was always cost so much. Probably was like six or seven pounds for three pounds. You're like, I'm a oh, legend. That's a good game. Go out, everyone go out there and play that game because we should, we should do it on our Instagram. Actually, Whoever can get the most expensive meal deal. Maybe Anna and I will try to do it this week and then we'll <laughs> compare notes <laughs> when we record the next podcast. Honestly, I will join in. I will. Yes, seriously. I will, Please do. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll Please do. do. I'll, walk, I'll walk down to the Saint, Sainsbury's and Tesco local and compare See notes. what we could do. Yeah, yes. exactly. Are you impartial to a certain sandwich? Um, I do love 
the chicken salad sandwich. Chicken salad I love a chicken salad sandwich. Yes. And, and th- that's good. But I also really, really, it's so basic, but I love the ham and cheese roll. It, it, yeah, it's I know. So what you mean. nice. It's so nice. I'm just like, <laughs> to be fair, is- it's better than Anna's choice when she said, I love an egg and cress. So I like I'm egg happy sandwiches. With the ham and cheese roll. I'll take it. Does anyone, <laughs> it's, it's, is it me or is there a weird obsession with like prawn and mayonnaise? Over to be there? fair, yeah. prawn and mayo is delicious, but it, not it, my go-to choice for a sanger. Yeah, it it it's it's a good combination, um, mm. but it's not. Yeah, I'm not getting it from a cheap supermarket. I don't. No, that's the thing. I don't trust it. I don't trust I'll seafood. Get, like, a proper roll, like that's like yeah. freshly made, like prawn and mayo, <laughs> crispy bread, yeah. but not from yeah. like that's been sitting there all day like, I mean Tesco. I might get it I might get it from Pret because I love Pret well, yeah, but I don't think I would get it from Tesco the quality of Pret and the quality at Tesco is very different <laughs> very yeah, true. even even the casing at Pret is just like wavy and like it, oh I love it warm. I'm just like yes I love oh. Pret Pret is yeah. everything but I need to take Pret international to Australia and New Zealand because it is the I- best I when I was on my like when I first moved here, I saw it was like the Pret is actually there's a Pret in Singapore. So saw I, this. Yeah. It's in so, New York. Yeah. So it's it's moving that direction. They better well, get there. It's already in New York, so yeah, you know, just expanded a bit to stay. Yeah. Keep going. If Not that we're going back there anytime soon, but you know, yeah. we need our Aussies and Kiwis to experience the luxury of Pret like we get. Oh, and they do, they no one no one understands weather spoons like no spoons. oh the joy yes so I'm like uh, no one steal this but I'm genuinely really tempted to go move back to New Zealand and like start a franchise called Forks um so like you know go to forks or like get a <laughs> have yes. like have, have a fork you know like it's just <laughs> um I, I genuinely think that something like that and oh they but even before the pandemic they had the ordering from the app situation down to a team. I know that's why I loved going to a Weatherspoons because you could order on the app and it was yeah. the best thing ever I don't I don't want to interact with my servers please same even, even it's so weird when you go to Weatherspoons I, I recently went to a Weatherspoons and you know you've ordered on the app you haven't even interacted with anyone except the people at your table and then the server comes up to me up to you and goes how is everything and you're just like this is not you need to ask me this on the app text me text me okay I don't want to talk to you (laughs) but can we but on the spoon subject can we talk about the fact you could get like a burger and chips and a drink for like eight or nine quid like come so the fuck good. on <laughs> so good it's, and then they even have like one pound more you like um it's the gourmet ones and it's like yes you get onion rings with it yes. get out oh my stop God. it i haven't so been to spoons good. for a meal in so long i actually I haven't been to spoons in so long i love it my favorite ones ice wolf at campton i feel like that's my go-to mm-hmm. uh oh, area view area along, along the canal stunning absolutely amazing you can get some oh real dodgy God. spoons as well but do you have a favorite? Um, well, the one that is, uh, so I really do like the Fulham one, but the one in Putney that's called the Rocket. <gasps> yes, on that the is a nice spoon. It's so good. If you can get a table outside when it's really sunny and really uh, oh my lovely God. out, it's honestly like Pim's on the waterfront. 
Cheap so, pins on the waterfront. Honest to God, yeah. that spoon, because I was in Putney for the first lockdown, because I was staying with my yeah. brother who lived in Putney. And mm-hmm. no joke, like I would walk along there all the time and I mm-hmm. would look at this spoon and be like, I need to go to this spoon because Single that looks fancy as fuck. I know, it's like all close yeah. up, but I was like, but it looks so nice. <laughs> yeah. I need you. I need you. Oh, yeah. oh God. Now I might go to spoons later on. Yeah. Oh, we should, us three, let's go. Let's go, go, go. Let's go to the one in Putney. Let's we'll travel from southeast London to Putney just so we yeah, can brilliant. go to that one. I rock. To be fair, I'll go to any spoons. They they're all good. They're all I mean, good. they're all they some of them are a bit sticky, but most of them, you know, the app oh good. It's the sticky floors for me. This yeah, really makes yeah, the yeah. experience. And when we go when we go to the one in Putney, I think what mm-hmm. we need to do is be smart about our financial choices and we need to post on Aussies and Kiwis in London with our table number uh, and make everyone buy us drinks on the app. Okay, so you know how I'm gay. Uh, so people do that on Grinder. Yes! People- yeah, uh, do they? they? Yes! They do. So they, um, like, I've, I've seen it a couple of times where people are like, oh, I'm, I'm Weatherspoons, this one. Uh, table number and uh buy me a drink i might show up later you know i oh <laughs> love God. that i love oh the promotion God. the promotion on grinder is actually phenomenal like i was talking to the drag queen last night about this and she was saying that like she changes her picture from her like her and just like as a boy to her is mm-hmm. like in drag when she has a drag show and she'll be like oh i'm at this venue at this time and then she'll get messages yeah. being like oh i'll meet you in the bathroom at the bar yeah. And wow. I'm like, the promotional post, you grinder your, is Yeah, Thomas, incredible. you should post your comedy gigs on there. Oh, like, I sh- I'm going to be should. in here. I should, but, like, I find that the gay. I love the gays, but the gays are very, like, you've got to, like, it really oh. takes a, a full, like, thing to make them laugh. Like, they yeah. really just. High caliber. High caliber. Oh, my God. Another grinder gay. Like, another grinder gang. Like, ah. Uh, was there last night, honey? Like, you know, like. I know, sometimes so I get true. so scared. I'm like, please don't judge me. Like, I just want yeah. to be friends. No, but, uh, and also, I, I mean, my favorite thing about like the gays is like, I don't know if you've ever witnessed a super gay, but like you, you see them walk into the building. It's full on raining outside. They walk into the building like they've just blow dried their hair. Yes. I don't know how they do it. Um, please, some senior gay, teach me the ways, because I turn up to gigs. Uh, it's been pouring down. I look like a drowned rat. I get on stage, being like, "Hey, I'm fabulous," and people are like, "No." <laughs> My colleague at work is like that. Like he'll literally walk into the office like it's his runway, and he will look oh like head to million bucks every day. And I'm like, Jason, you look How? sexy today, and he's just like. I know. <laughs> I I mean I know we've just spoken about it a little bit, but I am intrigued. Like, how do you find the differences between with the LGBTQ plus community from New Zealand to the UK, apart from the ones we've kind of already touched on? Is there anything that stands out? Just yeah. the just the I I mean, obviously you get here. Like we just we've just been through Pride Month, and you obviously get brands here just like. A rainbow gate like they Crazy. choose their logo mm-hmm. and although that's amazing um you know and 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 we're thankful that they want to do their support but it's obviously for commercial reasons yeah mm-hmm. um uh so i mean 
as a as a country you get that more here than you do in uh in in new zealand uh but also um i find here there's just more venues i mean especially soho soho is like Mm -hmm. a whole street dedicated to the gays like obsessed it's It's amazing um compton street like oh best like drink on the street party on yes um i love you know the venues here like heaven and Mm -hmm. all those uh you know they've they've obviously been a lot more established than the ones in New Zealand so it's great um to just be able to go and have like dedicated venues there are obviously it's not like New Zealand doesn't have gay bars and stuff like yeah. that there are i think there's only like two in Auckland like yeah. dedicated oh gay venues um, it's kind of like as you were saying it's like the, it's just that it's the community is a lot more established here and yeah. it's a lot more like prevalent especially in like a city like London yeah and i mean it uh, new zealand is so inclusive and so i, I there was never there was never any doubt before i came out that like i wasn't going to be uh supported and mm-hmm. it's not that it's just more the fact that over here it's just like bigger it's like yeah yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. yeah oh, that's super interesting yeah because yeah. i feel like it's all a lot more Maybe I think Australia is a bit different. I think it's a lot more celebrated here than it is in Australia. I feel like New Zealand is definitely more inclusive than Australia is. And like, I find that Australia acts as if they are, and this is with all things in in terms of like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like any sort of discrimination, they act like they're all very inclusive and really like, for the most part, it's just so closed off. And Mm -hmm. so, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just not... So, yeah, I think coming over here has been a massive eye-opener. Like, even because I was back in Australia recently, as you probably know, and mm-hmm. I found myself, like, <laughs> I was that annoying bitch, like, politically correcting every single person every time they'd say something like, you can't say that, you can't say that, yeah. you can't do that, you don't know that. And they were like, okay, so this bitch goes to London for two years, comes back and has, like, an opinion yeah. on things. But it's true. Like, I'm just more exposed to things and you just learn more being in a city like London um, yeah. and actually being a very diverse and inclusive yeah. place so absolutely I think, I, I think a great example of uh, like kind of the gay culture New Zealand and Australia is has been the most recent uh series of drag race down under yes um, oh my god was, I know I know I'm a cliche bringing up drag race but Classic. like genuinely I really really appreciated uh they touched on it a bit about like one of the drag performers a, a few years back performed in blackface. And yes. I mean, mm. they, they didn't, I really wish they had gone further into it. Um, but, you know, the, the really young one was like, there's no excuse. You shouldn't have done that in the first place. Mm. And, um, and although like, like when I've been lucky to be in circles, when I went to Australia, like Melbourne, Brisbane, all those, to just be in really supportive circles but like yeah you step outside of those and you do feel that sense of like mm-hmm. just not not like discrimination but just a lack of education with it mm-hmm. all you know or a yes. l- lack of yeah. lack of wanting to understand you know and and it's it is unfortunately like the, the older generation but um you know they're getting there and i appreciate yeah. it but i think i think um I definitely noticed that uh, I was very lucky coming from New Zealand as opposed to um, growing up in those areas. Yeah, and hopefully Pride goes ahead. Lauren was telling me it's in September. 
Yeah, yeah maybe. I think it's yeah. September 11th, but I don't know if they're doing like I think they're still the doing whole a parade, shebang. but I'm not 100 percent sure like how big it's gonna be. I would really like that. I think like that's one of the things that I was looking forward to the most when I moved over here. And unfortunately, both, you know, I think I just missed it when I first arrived. And obviously last year it was not. I've done yeah. two London Prides and it is probably the best day of the year. And I'm yeah. not lying. <laughs> the one thing about Pride, though, I had a I had a friend bring this up to me. He's like, I really love Pride parades and I really do appreciate what they're trying to achieve mm-hmm. you know with with there was a struggle for so long and now it's legal and now it's celebrated yeah. um why is their leather daddies getting their own float like celebrating yeah I'm just like it, it it's weird how they associate like being gay with like oh yeah let's dress up in gimp suits and yeah it's know. almost like it's or almost the BDSM like one of the, world kind of thing yeah it's almost yeah. like the um like the, it's almost like the sex shops in Soho have literally yeah. just bought a float and they've like yeah. wanted to just be part of it because they're like it's like a thing yeah in like, like Soho I, I do understand that like uh, you know that 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 uh section of people are, are more sex positive but like it is interesting because you do get like really young children's going mm. going yeah out to see these that's parades, mm-hmm. and you're just like they don't need to see men in leather and whips you know like right. like it's not know. it's not really like an edge yeah. like because the parade itself is more about like representing the those like different groups within the community that have yeah. like struggled and also a bit of an education so it is kind yeah. of it feels it does I know what you mean it just it kind of feels a bit out of place to what the rest of the parade is yeah. trying to do in a way yeah. I I appreciate that that's probably the closest kind of thing they'll be able to do to be out in public and and kind of represent their brands and 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 their subcultures but I genuinely think like maybe that daytime parade isn't the place, you know? Yeah. That's interesting. That is super interesting. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, it's really interesting. I have family in Hong Kong. And they, when they did their isolation, basically when they got to the airport, they essentially got like, what is an ankle bracelet? But it's not really an ankle bracelet. It's just a, essentially what a, a watch. And when like you get tracker. to the place you're uh, isolating, you just walk around the perimeter of the area that you're going to be staying and, and put that in. And then they're like, okay, now you've got to stay in this perimeter for two weeks. Uh, wow. and, and that's how it worked and I'm just like I know that's probably a little bit more expensive but the fact that New Zealand was footing the bill for so many people to be in hotels I'm just like you could have invested in this bit of technology yeah but, um because I would have loved to like genuinely I was due to go back last December for Christmas and I mm. think there was a wedding that I was supposed to be going to um and which didn't go ahead um but it was just, you know, even though I was very fortunate and I had really lovely family friends that put me up for Christmas, it was that, that oh, my God, they're having their Christmas. Imagine if I was able to go home for my Christmas, mm-hmm. just like watching a Christmas happen in front of me. And I, I was really yeah. happy to be part of it, but I was just like in the back of my mind, I was like in the corner like, yeah that's like yeah it's always it's always a hard time of year always and that's why like and that's like like last Christmas it just felt like the most depressing like lead up and everything to Christmas Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of it was because I was alone in my flat and like I went to my friend's house like our close friend's house um who like lives in Brixton and like I went to their house on Christmas day and I saw like them during the week as well but it was just so depressing waking up like mm-hmm. I spoke to my parents on like Christmas Eve when they were having their like Spanish celebration. And then I spoke yeah. to like, and I spoke to them on Christmas day and I was like on, like had my iPad up opening presents virtually with my family mm-hmm. while like they were all together was probably the most depressing thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And then like, just being like waking up on Christmas morning, just like by myself in my flight, just like, okay. Like, yeah. Start getting ready to go to my friend's house. Like, <laughs> Cool. It was it, it was definitely a strange period, time period for sure, wasn't it? Yeah. I feel like we're all stronger because of it. And I think our community, like the expat community, has like bonded together so well after the yeah. last year and a half, particularly around that time. So mm-hmm. it's so nice to see. It's like, like you said at the start, I, oh God, the community is like one of the best parts about being an expat. And like, yeah, not even just because they've moved here, but also like it's it's really hard to move overseas. And, you know, so, someone's like, then you got to be made of something to do it. Do you know you what I really mean? Do. So, well, and that's then also become your family, you know? So I find that that's why the people that move over here are the, the best people I've ever met because they've had, they've just got that something extra that makes yes, them. They get it. I, I don't know. And it's, I, I don't know about you, but like genuinely looking at the people who have stayed home and settled down and found partners and, and had kids already by now, like, they I I think they're wonderful people I just genuinely there's like I I don't understand why you would settle down and and yeah 
I have so many friends like that, like buying houses, getting engaged, getting yeah. married, like talking about having kids. And I'm like, hun, we're like 25. Like, calm down. I know. And it's like, it's not that there's anything wrong with that. No. But it's, it's, no. it's actually more of like a mindset thing. And I think yeah. people so. who move overseas are more open. Yeah, I guess they are more, more open-minded to gaining more of a perspective on the world, which is true. And again, yeah. if you're not like that, that is also absolutely yeah. fine. There's nothing wrong with that. So that's why I think it's so nice to become friends with people. And everyone's also way more open to actually letting mm. you into their life and making yeah. friends with you and becoming open. And even like starting this podcast, we've met some amazing people mm. just through it, like mm-hmm. yourself. Like I would have no trouble like messaging you being like let's go for a drink and you'd probably be like absolutely yeah. in yeah. australia I mean, I, or back home yeah when yeah. where let's do it well, let's yeah. get wasted let's have what good time wearing? exactly yeah. like casual dressed up what yeah. are you doing i think but, as well like and i don't know about you guys but like i find that when you're living overseas and like your age feels like you feel like younger for longer because i feel like you feel mm-hmm. like even when you're in your late 20s i think i've have i've met so many people over here that were like pushing their 30s and yeah. they were like they seemed like they were like in their twenties, just having a good, like yeah. age didn't seem like such a big thing because everyone was just mm-hmm. kind of living their life. And like, I feel I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm 25. I still got so much like on my twenties yeah. to live. Like I've got so much time. Whereas I feel like I look at people back home and they're thinking, fuck, I'm 25. I've got to settle. It's like mm-hmm. they, their life is like moving and they're getting more serious and more settled so much earlier. Whereas when you're overseas, you kind of are like living your youth for longer mm-hmm. because you're mm-hmm. just, floating if that makes sense you know what I mean like that's how I've like looked at it and that's why I always look at my friends back home and I'm like girl you're 25 like stop like just slow down like you don't need to get married yet like please don't (laughs) wait yeah I mean I don't know about you maybe it's specifically because of the pandemic and stuff but my Facebook feed has more people giving birth than like yes maternity ward at Kingston Hospital every two people are like pregnant suddenly there's like more pregnant people and I was saying and I was like eight like I was saying this to Anna like in January and I think it was probably just because of like Christmas but Mm -hmm. I was like yeah I'm gonna reevaluate like how if I want to stay here in like six months time so like now and and I'll probably move back to Australia by the end of 2021 and now like literally as soon as things started opening up again I'm like yeah, I'm going to stay for the rest of my visa. So I'm going to yeah. stay for another two years. <laughs> yeah. Because well, I was thinking about it and I was like, I'm still, still in my mid-20s and by the time my visa ends, I'll be like mm-hmm. 26, 30, 27. Yeah. And I'm like, I've got time. Let's just do well, it while I can. <laughs> it's really interesting you said that because I, when I first got here, um, I kind of, even though I'm, uh, I'm English, so I don't need to worry about a visa, mm. I kind of was like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to like treat it like a two-year visa to like get myself at least just out the door and over to the UK and be like well I can always come back in two years you know yeah yeah um and then within two weeks of being here I was just like um am I going back in two years probably not (laughs) all right so this is our kind of our last question and we ask Mm. everybody this as you probably know it's our favorite question it's our favorite (laughs) question um if your hometown Auckland was well actually I don't know if you want to do your UK hometown or Auckland up to you but if it was a food what or a meal what would it be and why okay so uh, I'm gonna go with New Zealand not uh England uh, I think there's some, some similarities but um so my if my hometown was a meal slash food uh, it would have to be going to Countdown or Woolies and getting a 
20 bag of Hella's pre-cooked sausages and going home, cooking it on the barbie, pairing it with like some corn and some salads and just honestly just eating outside. Just so good. Any kind of barbecue vibe. Any barbecue. We have, um, I don't know if you've got it there in Australia, but we have a chain of butchers called The Mad Butcher. And oh yeah. my God, going going there during the week, knowing that you're going to have a barbecue uh, with all your friends around on Friday night with like pre-cooked sausages. When you say pre-cooked bread. sausages, are you talking like the red encased like No, <laughs> um, so they're Cheer? just, they're essentially like, I think Hellas have just like cooked them so that if they were consumed without you know how over here like you get a pack of six sausages and they're like you know they've just had the meat put in the casing and stuff yeah um well i think they like cook them up like part cook them so so. you're basically just like heating them up yeah and like and and browning them on the barbecue yeah it's uh, it's definitely that you know kind of if you go to um you know, you need to go to the hardware store, uh, like Bunnings, on the yeah. weekend. And yes, you, know, you get your the, sausage sizzle. The, yeah, sausage sizzle. It's like that vibe. They're the of. best. They're the best thing. I'm just Honestly. saying, like sausages yeah. like that, you just don't get it in the UK. Like proper barbecue sausages that you yeah. just throw on. They're like brown as fuck. They're usually beef instead of pork as yeah. well, which is yeah. I actually really missed beef sausages. Mm. But yeah, I know what you mean. They're great. Yeah. I love That's it. Such a good choice. Oh, but- so good with the white bread. Oh my God. Oh my God. It everything. Must be eating outside. Must, must be yeah. eating outside. Is the only reason you chose that meal because you eat outside, or is there another reason as well? No, it's just de- genuinely the go to. Like, I think, uh, like, the people that I've had barbecues with here, they've done a good job, but like, nothing compares to either going around to a mate's house and their dad's cooked like they've spent all night a on feast. the barbecue yeah yeah, or, yeah. like even just my da- my dad he's the english but he's learned he's, he's learned, learned the way yeah. he knows how to he's do it learned the way. he knows what he's doing and um you know you've and it's not just sausages you've got like homemade skewer kebabs yes on the barbecue you've got bits of chicken that you've put on the barbecue it's just um burgers anything that like essentially goes on the barbecue did you ever have this in new zealand because i just don't i don't think they do really do it here but they like those really thin like steaks that you just like throw on the barbecue and like they're always the best to have when they started getting a bit cold and you just like pick it up with your hands and like eat the steak or tomato sauce i don't know why but like it's literally like thin steaks and they're like small and we used to throw them on the barbecue oh my god i sound crazy like a crazy person but literally like you would have them obviously with like your sausages and your skewers and whatever else you had and but there'll always be the ones there was always like two or three at the end of like everyone's had their food that would just yeah. sit on the plate and they'd get like a little bit cold. And they were always the thing that people used to just like pick up with their hands, like put a bit of tomato sauce on and just fucking like dive in. And they're always like well cooked. They were ne- it wasn't about like being medium, like whatever. Yeah. It was literally just a slab yeah. it on the barbecue. Yeah, yeah. For some reason I just really miss having that on a barbecue. Don't know why. Well, I mean, <laughs> those are always like that accumulation of food is always good to have the next day in a sandwich. Oh, the best. You know, the best. So- so, oh, so good. So, it's like a comfort um, food. So, yeah, that that would be my go-to meal. And um, 
my the other shout out i have to do would be like for dessert we'd have a sponge cake i i think it's that was more our family thing because like typically you'd go to those events and there'd be a pav like yeah you know, of classic. course um, iconic but but yeah my grandmother she is huge into making sponge cakes for any occasion uh she'd be like it's a classic it's grandma birthday. should i make you sponge cake um <laughs> i think sugar on top uh yeah okay yeah um <laughs> But you know, genuinely, like the the barbecue, and then a if it's a special event, like with a cake afterwards. Of course, nice. a sweet. Um, and that's. Yeah, I thought you were gonna cake. say a pav, but yeah, sponge cake no. is like such a grandma thing. Also, my grandma always makes sponge, but she makes the sponge cake, but she puts it in like a truffle, so it's like sponge cake jelly. Cus- I mean, I don't really you like mean a truffle. A trifle, trifle. not trifle. Oh I my god! Trifle. Sorry, a trifle. Oh my god! I'm I'm living in the UK for too long because all I have is yeah. like truffle pasta these days. <laughs> Some yeah. Fiji, oh. yeah. But like trifle. I, oh my god. I, maybe that's the reason you can't afford AirPods. Uh, <laughs> the truffle. Pa- <laughs> it's because I go to places like Socolo Populaire in London, and I'm yeah. like, let me just have a casual dinner with my friends. There's like forty pounds on dinner. Can't afford <laughs> AirPods or rent for that matter. <laughs> You're just like, you're just like, I really don't know what it is, but I can't afford London. <laughs> I'm one of those bitches that's like, I just can't afford new clothes. And I just don't know why I'm so broke. And I literally go out on the weekend and spend like a hundred pounds on a night out. And I'm like, why? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Like it's gone. And Although, that's London summed up yeah. basically. I know. It's like your yeah. one meal you have at a restaurant is like two weeks worth of groceries. <laughs> yes. I hope it's a great episode. I hope people aren't tuning in. Of course it will be. Oh no, God, you've no. been amazing. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're, well, you're pretty funny. So that's that helps, obviously. Thank you. Know. you. <laughs> it, would be, right. it would be a nightmare if I was a comedian and wasn't funny. Right. Talking of that, <laughs> let's plug away. Do you have any up shows, gigs, put everything you want? Go for it. Tell us what's um, going on. So next gig is Thursday in Hammersmith at the Groovy Grove. Uh, uh, it's a pub, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done it before. It's 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 a great gig. Really nice people run it. Um, but any upcoming gig is always uh, seen on my Instagram at some stage. So the Thomas Clark, um, uh, Clark with an E. Uh, but yeah, like go follow me on there. That's that's where all the updates will happen. Um, my goal, hopefully, my goal. I'm twenty, uh, approaching twenty seven in August. Um, my goal is to hopefully do live with the Apollo before I'm thirty. Uh, Hear that, that people? Would... Everybody, everybody, expat community, band together. Honestly, We're gonna this happen. This shit. So I, I'm I'm not too sure how well you know New Zealand and um, Australian comics, but there's this one comedian that I'm like obsessed with her name is Melanie Bracewell um and genuinely she was the compare of my first gig and she does she does tv in both New Zealand and Australia and I'm just like I want to like do that but over here and I just want to like message her and be like oh it's so cute that you're doing these things yeah. and then <laughs> so yeah. you should message Rose Matter. Matt- 
yeah so she's doing so well and so would, well yeah so um she is another person that i look up to and i would 100 percent love to work with I'm and the goal, with her. <laughs> the goal is to hopefully get to a point where i'm working in both new zealand and the uk so i'm back and mm. forth um love that would that. be ultimate c family um do that but yeah the thomas clark uh i also have a, a website uh Thomas Clark comedy uh dot com uh but and I, I'm I really need to focus on updating that but um yeah more more gigs to come and um and hopefully I'll be going to Edinburgh Fringe Festival at some point I didn't think I was in the right headspace or mindset to do it this year mm-hmm. but who knows I might bring an hour-long show to it next year please do well I'll be there next year it's like my goal to go there I really want to go and I'll come see one of your gigs I I can't do next Thursday but I will come there'll be a couple in the next month yeah so I'm be um, there I love comedy I might bring Charlie too because we love like our first date was at comedy so it's like a thing yeah am I invited Emma on this little date night you can come (laughs) you can come too but you can't sit at our table. <laughs> but you can't sit at our table. Also, if you ever come to a comedy club, get up to comedy club, definitely go to Up the Creek because it's about five minute walk from me and that yeah, would be really fab. Nice <laughs> great. I'll, 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 Look I'll see it. perform there. That would be great. <laughs> It'd be so good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Thomas. Honestly, it's been so much fun talking to you. I haven't laughed this much I know. <laughs> in such a long time. And oh. um I thank really you for being appreciate our, it. Thank you. Thanks for being thank our you. first guest of season two. Also, am I the first Kiwi? I was. I yes, was yeah. This, yes. So, We've had two Aussies and an American. So What an honor. I genuinely was looking back. I was like, yes, I am representing. Uh, one, one final thing. The Redback in Fulham. Yes. It used to be the slug. It used to be the slug. What is it like? One pound Jaeger bombs or like something. Two pound fifty. I've been here so yeah. many times. Two pound fifty Jaeger bombs, everyone. <laughs> um, very cheap. Our floor <laughs> is sticky as fuck. I love that. That's up. what I miss. <laughs> that is what I miss. And it's also, I mean, but the only thing about the Redback now is that I hate the fact that they call it the Redback. The Slug was the best name. Yeah. And it's filled with like eighteen to twenty-one year olds. Like it's that, and a lot thing. of British people as well. Like there's not a lot of. Oh Aussies no! Get Kiwis out! Get out! There. That's not theirs. That's ours. Yeah, fuck off. I li- but that's literally yeah. what it is. Like last time I went there, it was literally filled with like eighteen to twenty-one year old British people because it was so yeah. cheap. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> okay. Well, what we must do is take back the red back. Take back the red back. Hashtag take to- back the red back. Yeah. <laughs> if you go to Inferno's or the Clapham Grand, there's usually oh Inferno's. Oh, oh god. There is my. I've left some DNA in Inferno somewhere. <laughs> we all. Have. I think we all have. We all we have. All have. Um, um, that was where the Kiwis in London um, uh, Christmas party was. Oh so, yeah, yeah, that's where they usually have like all the celebrations yeah. are at either Clapham Grand or Inferno. It's because we're all around that area. It was like one p.m. blackout in Inferno's with red lights. It's. It was mad. I'm gonna go oh, this nice. evening. I'm half Kiwi, so you know maybe they'll let me in. Brilliant. I mean, no, definitely. I don't. I don't think that group is strictly Kiwis either. Like, no. I mean, we're in there. We're in there. I met some of my closest friends. I met at a Kiwis in London like Christmas party, and uh, they're Swedish. Yeah. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah. Perfect. (laughs) 
but like thank you so much for having me i really do appreciate it uh i'm oh, so happy i got up and 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 joined you it was amazing. appreciate it thanks thomas thank you so right. much thomas all right this is where i go see <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye 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 bye, bye. Well, everyone, that is all for today's episode. We really, really hoped that you enjoyed it. And a massive thank you to Thomas for coming on and speaking with us. If you want to find Thomas, his Instagram is the Thomas Clark. That's C-L-A-R-K-E. And if you want to find us, you know where to go. But just in case, if not, it's Instagram at Don't Mock My Accent and TikTok at Don't Mock My Accent podcast. Feel free to slide in our DMs if you want to chat or if you have any questions or ideas for any podcast episodes, you guys know we're always down for that. But until then, we will see you next week. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.